doats and dozy doats and little ansy divey, a kiddly divey too, wouldn't you? Yes, mazzy doats and dozy doats and little ansy divey, a kiddly divey too, wouldn't you? Mazzy doats and dozy doats and little ansy divey, a kiddly divey too, wouldn't you? Yes, mazzy doats and dozy doats and little ansy divey, a kiddly divey too, wouldn't you? I think if, if there were like disciples of Steven Spielberg, he's one of the higher ones. Chris Columbus is one of the lower ones. Yeah, is one of the lower ones. J.J. Abrams is like the bastard child. Oh, yeah. And like, not to sh- crap on J.J. Abrams. Or anything, no, 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 but, no. Uh, Much respect to Star Wars into Dark yeah. or Star Trek into Darkness. <laughs> Star Wars into Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's that was the, that was the, the, the other of name of Res uh, yeah, Skywalker. Yeah, we were talking about like Richard Donner's that made a bunch of other people. But. I made a parody of um, Sherlock Holmes one time, <laughs> and I mixed the I mixed a Sherlock Holmes name with a Star Trek name, <laughs> so it was Sherlock Holmes Into Darkness. That's, so that's amazing. Hilarious. That's I great. I saw it on my Instagram. I want to see that. Thing ever. That's like my Citizen Snape creation. Oh I think gosh. I think what Brad's really trying to say here is that Audrey wasn't in this episode. Audrey was not are in this episode. Therefore, I am sad. losing my mind. Yeah. We've been talking for 30 minutes. So it's kind of like in... Have you watched Breaking Bad, Kenna? Not... I haven't really... There's a part where there's a character in the last season who's told to go ha- hide out somewhere, and then no one ever brings that character up again. His name is Huel. And it's kind of like Audrey was told two days ago, go lock yourself in your room, and she's just and she's still just there. Mm-hmm. chilling in her room. Oh, yeah, that's hilarious. Because she's honestly think about probably that. in lingerie on her bed, just like, like just waiting, waiting for like, Cooper. She's like, I'm not going to blow this and not be here. She <laughs> yeah, doesn't know, exactly like, people have died. And... Oh, my God. <laughs> that's right. So, Bookhouse, we have no emails this week. That's okay, though. You know? You guys are all chilling? No, yeah, it's fine. It's, all... it's okay. You guys don't have sure, any, yeah. any beef sure, you're busy. busy. Yeah, yeah, that's actually good. You Please. Know? Send us an email. <laughs> actually, that's not what that means. <laughs> um, But uh, we're going to... This is the this is one of the big episodes for me. Yes. This is one of my faves. Me too. This is like a top fiver. Uh, yeah, this is a top fiver for me. This was so good. Um, I say that every time, but I'd probably push it down for something else. But Arbitrary Law. Written by Mark Frost, uh, Harley Payton, Robert Angles, directed by Tim Hunter. It was originally aired on December 1st, 1990. Mm. And uh, it's a real good one. Should we just get into it? Or do we? Have, do you guys have anything else you want to say? Dive in. Real I've, quick? I've, I've said quite enough. Okay. Well, then let's uh, head on over into Twin Peaks. Um, so yeah, I've been watching X Files a lot lately, and I love that show a lot. Like I'm pretty addicted to it right now. Akin to how I was addicted to Twin Peaks when I first watched it, but there's still that feeling that Twin Peaks has that X Files doesn't, where it's just like that ambiguous supernatural stuff. There's ambiguous supernatural stuff in X Files to like up to your earlobes, but yeah. like. In Twin Peaks, it's like dark, and it's just it's the innocence that contrasts with the direct darkness. It almost makes you anxious, honestly. Yeah. But like, almost the best kind. Almost makes you anxious. Well, I mean, like, cause I'm like, anxiety is a really real thing for me. And so <laughs> okay. Yes, I know. <laughs> I think it I'm is totally for all kidding. of us. Um, yeah, I have more anxiety than you. Um, it's a competition <laughs> it's a in our bad. generation. You know what's kind of really sad? 
uh, when you look up days of on Letterboxd, the first thing that shows up, 500 Days of Summer. Oh. Good movie. Second, Days of Future Past. Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me for some reason shows up. And then Days of Heaven. Days of Laura Palmer. Let me just tell you something right now. Days of Future Past is a... Really? In my opinion, that movie sucks... Really? Why? I I just I so I remember seeing really most of those X Men movies rule. They're cool. Uh, oh, I'm about to I'm about to I'm about to go hard. So I first seen of all, it. I haven't seen it. The Brian Singer. I'm not, I don't, I'm not gonna hit you. Bro, the Brian Singer directed X Men movies when I was a kid. Before I knew that. Brian... I'm not gonna hit you. I'm not gonna hit you. No, don't worry. Um, uh, <laughs> when before I knew that Brian Singer like did Lonely Little Boys, I hated his movies. I thought he was a garbage director really? when i was a kid like Hot like cake. in middle school elementary school and high school i was like this guy is bad this guy like the first x movie and the second x movie are are just garbage like well, they're not like good that's fine i hope i'm glad in fact Never but then have. they ha- came out so then matthew vaughn directed uh x-men first class which is the best x-men movie better than logan but still not very good no it's, it's very good it's incredible. I've and then Brian <laughs> Singer came back and took over the franchise and tied that into his movies. And I was just like, F this movie. F this movie. You're really passionate about F this movie. You don't like it. Albert Cooper, Truman, and Hawk <laughs> walk out the woods along a path in the woods. Albert says that Maddie was murdered by the same man who killed Laura. There was an O under Maddie's ring fingernail. We saw um, yeah. the dirty boy Leland put that in there. Dirty boy. And she stands... Actually, I'm pretty sure when... Albert said that. Kenna said, I wish we had 40 hours of footage of, of Leland putting things under people's feet. Well, we do. <laughs> and that's what we have. What we're going to be doing for the next two days. No. Um, and she had strands of the fur belonging to a stuffed white fox in her right hand. So is that tying into when Leland had that stuffed white fox behind him? I know. Him? I just realized that when you said that today. Because I, 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 I never ca- caught that. I don't know uh, when he. Remember when he's sitting that. in Ben's office and he's like. Looking at the fox behind him, and then yeah. he grabs a couple of its fur and puts and it in his pocket. pocket. Oh, whoa! Yeah, that's cool. I didn't think about that at all. That reminds me of that part in Hard Boiled where he puts the lighter in that guy's pocket before he shoots him off the bridge so yeah. that he won't die. Yeah. Genius. Come on. Cooper tells Truman not to make phone calls reporting Maddie's murder and that he wants 24 hours to finish the case. Albert advises Cooper to follow his vision quest before there's another killing, and Hawk tells Cooper he's on the path and to follow it. Uh, super dope friend moment. Yeah. They're all just like, follow I it, Coop. Lo- oh, I freaking love Hawk so much. Hawk's the man. He is so There are like cool. multiple points in the episode where I think Hawk's going to get Hawk taken appreciation out. Yeah. this time around than there was last time, which yeah. is, I'm all for it. Wait, what do you mean? Oh, First like, time we watched it, like we were like, Hawk is cool, like, but this time around we're like, man, Hawk rules. He's like the backbone of like he is. the actual city. <laughs> A of lot of scenes. He's, he's just like... He's, he's the most competent police officer. He's the definition of heart at peace, honestly. Yeah. He's just doing the right thing. He must hate white people. He honestly at the R hate us for what we that was so that was so awful. Funny. Uh, at the double R diner, Donna and James chat over coffee. James gives Donna a ring and Norma and Vivian. Okay, hold up, going way too quickly through this. Are they getting? I don't know. I don't know. That was a diamond looking. That ring. was a diamond ring. James stole that. There's no way he can afford that. No. James A what does he doesn't do? have I a never job. see him work. He ever. works for Ed at that gas farm. I never but he see never him does though. it. Yeah. He said, I want to spend all my time with you. That means he's all not of the kids since Laura Palmer's murder has gotten a free pass to do whatever they want. I know, sure. And I love that before Matt, like Maddie left, he was like kind of effing around with Maddie and stuff. And now he's like, okay, she's gone. I love you. 
disgusting. I just need someone with skin on their body. Ew, oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I keep, don't ask for much. I keep getting so close. Find out. Oh, they don't have skin on their body. I don't know why they had Donna wear pink and then they had the red like table cover. It didn't work for me. Uh, Norman Vivian Cor- Coral over Norma's omelets. Her mom yeah. sucks. Mom, mom blows. Her mom sucks. Should have thrown that out right in her I, old I have a pretty hag good, face. I have a pretty great, great relationship with my parents. Like pretty awesome, actually. And my so parents I, are awesome. And so I've never and they think like I'm awesome. I'm just being and honest. And I but, kiss them. And on the mouth whenever they <laughs> okay. ask, which is with frequently. <laughs> anyway, they ask a lot because they love. We me. share chapstick via mouth to mouth. Okay, what's the deal? <laughs> like, it's more efficient. I'm from the Midwest. We do it there. It's humid. <laughs> anyway, it's humid. So my so I've always thought like with this, it's like why isn't normal just tell her mom to go like die? Yeah. Like what's the point of <laughs> keeping F her off, around? You old woman. You don't hag. Die. Yeah, I don't eat if you think the omelet that eat and die. As he eats breakfast, Andy tries to say, J'ai une amie solitaire, and Donna overhears him. So, Donna doesn't overhear him. Donna and James surround him. Yeah. They like they flank him and they're like, what do you think you're doing here, Andy? It's honestly kind of rude. Um, It is pretty rude. And he's like, what? Like, Harold? I don't know. Huh? I've never seen those I'm three in a scene together. trying to eat my food, bitch. <laughs> Get out of my personal food. bubble, motherfucker. <laughs> Mom, It'd be great if, like, if like stone? Andy broke the fourth wall occasionally. He's like, you're ruining this show, Donna. Why do you gotta be such a pain in the ass? You can ruin the perfect... Uh, you know, you ain't exactly easy on the eyes. <laughs> As Donna Cooper and Andy approach Mrs. Tremont's house, Donna tells Cooper about Mrs. Tremont's telling her about Harold and her grandson saying the same words as in Harold's note. When they knock on the door, a middle-aged woman answers. She identifies herself as Mrs. Tremont and tells Donna she could not have she could not have seen her mother because she has been dead for three years. I could not have seen dun, my dun, mother. Dun. You could not have seen my mother. She uh, also has no children. My mother's been dead and buried. She she actually said, oh, "Yeah, I have no children. Thanks for bringing it up." Oh frick! When the woman learns Donna's oh. name, she gives her an envelope that she found in her mail the day after Harold's death, addressed to Donna in Harold's handwriting. The envelope contains a page torn from Laura's diary. An entry from February 22nd describes a dream Laura had that seems identical to Cooper's dream. It is identical. It doesn't seem that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, she writes that she has to stop Bob and that he is afraid of only this, one this man. This scene Mike. alone in a regular episode, oh, yeah. one of the scariest things ever. Oh, yeah. But If I were Donna, I would have been peeing. I'd have been peeing. Um, also, so Donna doesn't know anything were... about Cooper's dream, so she's just kind of like... <laughs> Kooky, right? For how <laughs> desperate the studio side of the show seems to be to mo- push through things. I know. I feel like the temptation to linger on like an an element like that would be really strong. <sighs> I know. And they don't. And I'm, I'm glad That's that they so don't. True. But like you could you could milk a whole two episodes out of that. Yeah, you could. And they don't. Should they have? Yes, I don't know. Uh, so then she writes that Bob is only afraid of one man, Mike, and Laura wonders if the old man in her dream was Mike. So Laura was an idiot. Uh, I'm just <laughs> On February 23rd, Laura wrote, Tonight is the night I die. It's the only way to keep Bob away from me. Cooper remarks that Laura and he had the same dream. He tells Andy to take Donna home and goes to see Philip Gerard. Uh, it's wild. Laura's like, the only way I can keep Bob away from me, the only way I can keep from becoming straight evil is to die. That's insane. She did what Harry Potter was too 
you to do. That's so true. Just give yourself up. Yo, Harry, yo, J.K. Rowling, straight the up. The train comes all the time, Harry. Jump in front of it and yeah. end this <laughs> once yep. and for all. Honestly, yep. there's a lot of close calls. Just pick another Why wall that doesn't take you to the actual train station. And, and run into it. Into it. So Cooper <laughs> talks to Mike while Dr. Hayward urges that Gerard be given his drug. I love how Dr. Hayward's like, this is wildly irresponsible. Yeah, he's like, I want to make this man mentally unwell. That's what Cooper's trying to say. It's like, yeah, I know. you know, you've been like, giving him medicine, like, take care of him, fix him. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, cut the out. Yeah, like, we're not doing that anymore at all. <laughs> we don't do that here at all. Cooper urges Mike to tell him how to unlock the dream. Mike tells him that when he and Bob were killing together, there was a perfect relationship. Is that a reveal? Appetite, do satisfaction, we know that they were killing together? That wasn't remember. a reveal. We kind of like... did. Kind of. Kind of. Mike's involvement, I We know I, that Mike I, was I a forgot. bad guy, I and then he took his, his arm off. Yeah. <gasps> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you ever be in, like... That's so... Have you ever had those moments where, like, you're in the shower, and you think about something dumb you said in high school? I think Mike had that moment. He's like, I'm going to take my arm I'm gonna all the way off. I'm going to cut my arm off. I'm so <laughs> embarrassed right now. I'm going to start saying that. I'm going to um, cut my arm so off. So their relationship was appetite and satisfaction, a golden circle. Cooper says he gave his ring to the giant. Mike says the giant can help find Bob, but Cooper must ask him first. As Cooper leaves, he encounters the old waiter who carries a glass of milk and says, I know about you. That milk will cool down on you, but it's getting warmer now. He gives a thumbs up sign to Cooper. I have no idea what that now. means about the milk cooling down. I think down he's just saying up. like you're, you're saying, getting there. Yeah, I think he's saying like, I yeah. Thought, but... Marco Polo, right? Yeah. Marco, waiter. Am I warm? Marco. getting warmer? Milk is cool. It's Milk's getting warmer. getting warmer. In Ben's office, Truman tells Cooper about finding a record of the phone, a telephone call. Leland reported a call to Laura Palmer's number. He notes the stuffed white fox and concludes that Maddie was there. I feel like having it be a stuffed white fox is a... Or I guess is the white hair supposed to be like transcendent of Leland? The white hair has been a symbol for like evil stuff a lot. Because yeah. they said that Bob gray was a gray-haired yep. man. The horse is like white. <gasps> white horse. Leland's hair turned white. He notes the stuffed white fox and concludes that Maddie was here. Uh. Albert reports uh. that Maddie died the night before last between 10 p.m. and midnight. And Trumer says, Sorry. this fits. We don't. We didn't take Ben until after midnight, he notes, albeit an, an apparent error. Um, okay. I love how this person's like passing judgment. Like, <laughs> obviously that's wrong, but whatever. But. Um... Albert gives Cooper I knew what happened. the results of Ben Horn's blood tests. Uh, at the sheriff's station, a workman adjusts the sensitivity of the sprinkler system. Oh, is that what? I didn't even catch yeah, that. Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh. Interesting. Um, of the wait, wait. Who did that? Just some workman. Oh, Some dude yeah. was doing it. Okay. While Andy tells Lucy he wants to talk about their baby and his giant sperm. Lucy tells him she's Did not certain if that? the baby is his or Dick's. Andy calls Tremaine and tells him they need to talk. Catherine, disguised as Tojimura, visits Ben's cell with papers for him to sign. Ben says he cannot deliver on the ghost work contract. Tojimura asks for a return of the $5 million. As Ben explains about Jerry's looking for a better lawyer, Catherine extends a bare, pedicured, suckable foot through the bars, All and right, Ben recognizes her as Ca right. Catherine. I'll bleep it out. Catherine... <laughs> Calls him a slimy rat bastard and says she intends to make, to make his life hell. Ben asks her to tell Truman about his being with her the night of Laura's murder. He signs Ghostwood in the mill over to her and she starts to leave. She tells him she will consider telling the sheriff and says, We spent our entire adult lives lying to each other. Why spoil it with the truth now? I love that. Yeah, that's pretty great. Um, 
I like that Ben started sucking on the feet before he knew it was Catherine. Like, yeah, that I is knew not for true. sure. <laughs> that's not hey, true. Hey, but he didn't know for Let's, sure. Uh, that's, that, that's my truth. Okay, that's my <laughs> Leland greets Donna. This is this is kind of spoiler. Uh, this is Kenneth's favorite scene of the episode. That is a spoiler. Donna's come through to deliver a tape of the song she, Maddie, and James recorded, so that Leland. I thought you said the Maddie. song she, Maddie, and James. Like that's the name of the song. <laughs> she, just Maddie, you. And James. In parentheses, just Matt. Uh, she, she, Maddie, Maddie and James. James. She, she, Maddie. <laughs> That'd be an awesome name for like a cartoon. Yo, what's up? My that's actually she, My name is she, Ma- she, Maddie. Like instead of like He Man. And I'm She, he Maddie. Maddie. Um, he recognizes Laura's sunglasses and becomes agitated. This reminds me a lot of Strangers on a Train. Agitated? My that makes it sound Hitchcock like he's like allergic to the glasses. <laughs> Are those Laura's? <laughs> she tells him about the discovery of Laura's secret diary, and he gets a phone call from Maddie's mother who reports that Maddie never came home. Very good scene. This whole when thing feels fantastic. Donna becomes upset, Leland suggests the lemonade. Yeah, it's a great scene. Leland startles Donna when he returns with the lemonade. He puts on a phonograph record of Jatendre and asks Donna to dance with him. Flashes of Bob are seen as thunder is heard. Flashes of Bob. Leland grabs Donna, seemingly prepared to attack, (laughs) but the doorbell rings. Leland admits Truman, who tells him he needs Leland's help because there has been another murder. There's been another murder. Making the connection, Donna walks through the woods crying. Um, So no one, one, even at the end of this episode... Knows that Donna. Maddie's dead. No one. Yeah. Well, Donna and James addresses do. that. They assume. Yeah. But it's not told. And Leland, I don't think ever. Not even when he's dead, does he even address or find That's out about true. that? Crazy. It's like he's dying, and Cooper's like, "You also killed oh, Maddie." I killed he's her. Like, what? Yeah, what? you killed Maddie too. That's like actually really yeah, good. I killed Maddie too, but Laura. <laughs> I um, blew it. So big oopsie on my part. <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh really? <laughs> he stopped, <laughs> oh, he he did? Doing it. oh crap! Oh, Maddie Ferguson, <laughs> he dies. <laughs> um, so uh, James drives upon his motorcycle. Donna tells him that Maddie's been killed, and James says they could have helped her. No, no, uh, you couldn't. Why is he making this? There's like nothing fault. they could have. Could have helped her. I don't know. I know. Yeah, he's like, she's like, like how could so we help her? He's like, I don't know. Press the James button. This was so unnecessary. Why? It's so That's ridiculous. That's when he's asking so Donna why he didn't save Maddie. Yeah. And it's just, it's unnecessary for them to be this pissed. Yeah. I don't know. He's like, the world sucks. I just proposed to you. I'm leaving. It, he literally gives a reason why they should stay together. The scene almost Talks could be it. really good. There's parts about this that the first time I watched it, I really liked. I, was I just dug like, it a lot because it was, I was like, just like, man. That he would... also didn't get the diamond ring back. I doubt he has no. any money to go off of now. No, well, he stole it. Donald's like, uh, um, I keep this. He's just like, there's nothing we can do. We can't fix anything. I can't make anything better. Yeah. That's sad. He says this is no good, and Donna asks him not to leave. He says nothing they do matters, and he leaves Donna in tears. James sucks. Donna and her. We've been leaving fingers. Donna in tears a lot lately. She, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, the woman at the at the diamond store had really fat. Oh, hands. never mind. Oh, it fits you. <laughs> had Perfect. big. Oh, that sausage finger set probably won't fit. Oh, it's, no, uh, it's actually. I'm just. I don't know. Another worker tried these this on. <laughs> ben sits in a booth at the roadhouse. Cooper and Albert sit at the bar. Truman brings Leland in. Leland in, and Ed Hurley joins them. Cooper tells them to clear a space in the center of the room, and Cooper summarizes the investigation and his techniques. He says he needs magic, but says someone is missing. It's so good. 
The clock strikes. 3 that was PM. worded so strangely. He says he needs magic, he but did, someone he is didn't missing. Say it exactly like that. I need magic. I need magic. Someone, someone is, missing. is missing. And then the little little boy, Mr. Tremont's grandson, comes in, and he's like, "Cream corn, magic." He's like, "That." That's the magic. That's yes. there it get is. Get on over. Yep. So, um, the clock strikes 3 p.m. and Major Briggs enters with the old waiter who had flagged him down. The waiter gives Cooper a stick of gum, which Leland recognizes as a, as a gum from his childhood. That's my most favorite gum. Yeah, the way he says it, that was my bestest creation. <laughs> it's Why well, it's like it? it's weird. I, I did. I never had that thought as a kid. Like this is my favorite gum. I wasn't yeah. like a. Well, actually, I drink gum um, as a kid. Oh, so did now you really? Uh, mine was Big Red because if you don't chew Big Red, then yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, my grandma would actually always get us the zebra gum Aww. that had the tattoos. Have you on seen the? the oh, well, that's a cool gum. Yeah. You, that's a cool gum. Have you seen Family Guy's joke about that, where it's like, he's like, that was more brief than enjoying a, a piece of zebra stripes gum. He's like, oh, this is really good. Oh, oh, oh. It was just yeah, like, it's literally so over in two seconds. Anyway, um, this scene scared the bejeebles out of me. The also, waiter honestly. says the gum you like is going to come back in style, causing Cooper to recall his dream. And then these freeze frames, everybody's faces. Oh, it's so good. Laura whispers, my father killed me to Cooper. Ah, the giant so appears cool. and drops Cooper's ring to the floor. Cooper puts a stick of gum in his mouth, picks up the ring, and tells Ben Horn to accompany him to the sheriff's office with Leland as Ben's attorney. As they leave, Cooper flashes the thumbs up sign to the waiter and it's the amazing. lightning goes off. It's amazing. Yep. It's incredible. He flashes the thumbs up to like all of them, to Leo and Bobby and, and Major and, and, Briggs. Yeah, Bobby's just like, yep. I'm off the hook. I gotta, I gotta wheel this guy through the mud back into my car. Oh, cool. Thanks, guys. Oh, I have to take him home. Oh, he didn't need to be here at all. Okay. Where's Shelly? Are um, these all of... No, it's not all of... No, it's not. But these are... A lot of the major characters from the Tibetan, the rock-throwing thing, are in this room. Except for Hawk and Lucy. Well, I just and mean, Andy. like, people... No, 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 no. Well, I, I, mean, I mean people that uh, are on, on the list. chalkboard. Yeah, like, yep. key characters Actually, that he was worried about. Actually, I would say all of them but Jacoby. Yeah, because that was more about meeting Jay. So I guess those guys yeah. are not all there. Never mind. Um, They arrive at the sheriff's station at 3.56 p.m., Cooper tells them to take Ben Horn into an interrogation room, and Leland says he wants to begin bail proceedings, but Cooper puts him off, then whispers something to Truman. Kind of, Brad brought this up, we'll talk about it later, but it's kind of weird that Leland's just calm through this, because yeah. it's his daughter's a conflict of murder. Yeah. Um, Leland starts to hoot. No, sorry, I skipped the line. Starts to hoot. He's just like, hoo uh, sorry. When they open the door in the interrogation room, they push Leland inside and lock the door. Leland starts to hoot and slams himself against the walls. Cooper tells Hawk to take Ben upstairs and release him. Ben expresses his shock, and Hawk says that it is not Leland contained it in the room. Reminds me of the thing, the way that line is delivered. Oh, yeah. That's not Leland. <laughs> like it's just yeah. cool. This is helping a lot. When Cooper explains to Truman, I feel like everything happened so fast. What Laura told him in her dream, Truman remarks that he needed he needs hard evidence. So Cooper suggests a confession. They cuff Leland in a chair as Hawk keeps a gun aimed at him. Yeah, Hawk's just like very cool sideways. Like, I'll take He's you like, out I right will now. Kill you. Um, Truman reads his, him his rights, and Leland laughs and says, "I suppose you want." To ask him some questions. When Cooper asks if he killed Laura Palmer, Leland hoots and says, That's a yes. I love that. <laughs> That's, a That's a yes. You should say, Did That's you yes. did you like those pictures of Billy? <laughs> that, that means yes. yes. 
He admits that killing Maddie because he has a thing for knives, just like what happened to Cooper in Pittsburgh. That, that part was great. Terrifying, and I don't understand. It's almost it. like when in movies, like in The Conjuring, if a character's like possessed and then they start bringing up things about someone's past, and you're just like, this isn't about me. Stop it. Stop. No. Um. He describes Leland as a good vehicle, but says it is time to shuttle off, shuffle off to Buffalo. When Cooper asks if Leland knows what he had done, he tells Cooper to watch Leland when he goes. Truman has enough. This is like the first time we're ever hearing Leland Bob alone. speak. Yeah. Which is like spooky. fully. Yeah, true. Yeah. Instead of just. That's actually really accurate. That's scary. <laughs> This is actually a recording of you in the bathroom. New shoes. Releasing Bob. I released Bob in the bathroom. Dick. Wait, that's so funny. Dick Tremaine arrives, and Lucy takes him into the sheriff's conference room, where Andy is. She tells him she is going to keep her baby and will depend on a postnatal test uh, to determine who the father is. But regardless of the result, she will choose between them who will act as a father. Dick's cigarette smoke rises toward the smoke detector. First of all, uh, Dick asks Andy, got a light? And Andy's like, no. He like looks around. Yeah. Outside the interrogation room, Cooper says Ben Horn's blood type was wrong. He also points out that the action of the dwarf in his dream dancing pointed to Leland's compulsive dancing. The man next door to Leland's grandfather was Robertson. Mike said the people Bob, Bob inhabited were his children. Son of Robert, the name being the people that Bob spelled under the fingernails. Were his children? I think... In my mind, there are sometimes serial killers will say that, like, the people they kill in this life will be their slaves in the life after. I think it's kind of like that. If that makes sense. But when he... So... I don't know if Bob was, like, actually his kid. I don't know who the mom would have been. I don't know. The people that Bob inhabited were his children. Speaking about Leland. Yeah. This is Robertson's, as in son of Robert. And he lived next to the Robertsons, is what it says. Like a man. That's a that's a man. Walker. Walker. Flocker. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Mike said the people Bob and Hammond were his children, son of Robert. The name being spelled under the fingernails. Leland killed Laura because she was on to him, as he learned from her diary. Leland placed the call to Laura from Ben's office. Cooper suggests Leland killed Maddie because she reminded him of Laura. Leland recites the poem and screams the last line, Fire walk with me. Dick's smoking causes a sprinkler system to go off and Leland slash Bob goes ballistic. That's what it's actually said, written here. He hoots and beats his hands head against the door repeatedly. They open it and find Leland on the floor bleeding. Cooper kneels beside Leland and takes him in his arms. Before he dies, Leland remembers that he killed Laura. He says they, quote-unquote they, wanted Laura, but she fought them. She would not let them in, so they killed her. Cooper comforts Leland and tells him the time has come to seek the path and to enter the light. Leland says he sees Laura in the light and he dies. Cooper says a lot of crazy things. Yeah, he does. Yeah. When he's dying. He's telling him, you'll become a, a being of, like, it, you'll become an intelligence without I want Cooper center there, or circumference. Know, yep. That's a, such a wild thing to conceptualize. Anyway. The next morning, Cooper, Truman, and Albert encounter Major Briggs on the path in the woods. Truman remarks that Leland was completely insane. 
Albert says people saw Bob in visions. When Truman says he has trouble believing, Cooper asks if it is any easier to believe a man would rape and murder his own daughter. Briggs asks if it matters what the cause is, and Cooper replies, yes, it's our job to stop it. Albert suggests maybe that's all Bob is, the evil that men do, and that it may not matter what they call it. Truman agrees and says that if Bob were real, he's gotten away and questions his whereabouts. An owl flies by a crash car and through a ravine. Mm. So, uh... Jeez Louise. Let's get to the Red Room, because I think we're going to have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Really kind of a sadness. Kind yeah. of like what the log lady said in the intro. Well, I just wasn't ready for this episode to happen. I know. It happened so quickly, don't you I think? I was like... Like, there was so much more they could have milked out. Like, I was of the pretty milk sad. Of the story. So, uh, it's Bob weird. inhabits, he, Leland was a vessel for him mm. and he made Leland do all those terrible things. Yeah. When Leland was a boy, he took over. We'll understand more also of the way that Bob like works through people later, you know? So my, like, I guess my question is like, Bob takes over Leland when he's a boy but the reason that, I mean, I feel like he would have killed before Laura, or no? He is did. He, he killed Teresa Banks. Oh, yeah, Teresa. He's, I, I think Bob has killed many in his lifetime as Bob. I think in the lifetime of Leland, Teresa was the first murder. So, I think he made... Continue with your I line of made, question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's, well, no, like, that was pretty much it. Like I, I think, feel like he would have killed a lot more before because... He didn't kill Laura until she was like, I'm onto this. He said, yeah. catch you with my death bag, like, yeah, and I'll kill again, basically, is what yeah. he was saying. And then another thing- He's just thing, looking for vessels, and he thought yeah. that Laura was the perfect one. But I, I guess, so we don't really know much about Bob, though. Like, we don't know why, we don't know- We like, will. Yeah. We there's will. a lot. Also, Leland said, like- There's a lot. That he would wake up and not remember, you know? Well- Leland so said that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so it's he blacked out basically a it's lot possible. of stuff. But they also say that they wanted Laura to like inhabit Laura. Like they were inhabiting Leland. So I think like, the way it happened is that Leland, because Bob said he would remember. Leland would remember. I, this, is, this is my logic. Leland would black out, come to, stuff had happened, and he'd be like, crap, Bob did that probably. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Yeah. And when Laura died, he was denying that it was him as Bob. And then when Bob left, he he actually had the memories of all of that. So mm. when he's laying there on the ground, all of the actuality of it is washing over him. So he's like, he's oh, like, oh crap. crap. Now I can see myself doing it. I'm yeah. remembering this oh, stuff. Oh, now. I killed Maddie too. But Laura. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that? Oh. Matt. Matt. guys. Do I know him? I don't know him, Matt. Beth's daughter? I think I knew. Um, so I think uh, it's a pretty awful death. That sucks. But Cooper yeah. had to be there to guide yeah, him to the light. that just so good. I want Cooper there when I die. Me too. Um, with the wet hairs. What do you think is with that owl at the end? They're not what they seem. That's <clears> all I know. Do you think that owl is... Stinky! Bobbert? Um, I mean, yeah. 
That's like that was my thought. That's what it feels like, like. Lying over, he's flying to his next yeah person. So is he just gonna inhabit somebody else in Twin Peaks? Kind of seems like it, doesn't it? Yeah. Don't do this to me. We're doing it to you. Don't. I'm trying to think of other things like, that were really that supernatural. Happened, I got really scared that it might be Cooper. Stop. Oh, fetch. That. that would suck. There was other that things that I'm trying to think of. Too, I think uh, Cooper's too good. I think what's yeah. cool in this episode also, I like that Albert jumps immediately to the supernatural being yeah. like the, the Albert's solution. Like, they saw Bob. He's like, I don't care what you need to do. Yeah. And he, it doesn't seem like he's being a, dr- a dick nope. about it. He's nope. like, like look, he's like, stand on the edge of a volcano and like dance your dance. Yeah, like, that's yeah. cool. Whatever you gotta do, find this madman. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Albert. And then at the end, he's like, people saw MVP Bob. at the end of this. Yeah, episode. he really is. Yeah, really great. Truman is still disbelief. He doesn't believe. At the end, he's like, but like, what? Like, he didn't see all that crap just going around. This is really hard for me to believe. I haven't seen Josie in a long also, time. Also, it's it's Truman. It's his fault that they almost didn't catch catch. Uh, Leland, but it's also so true. because of Truman that Cooper had to like quicken his pace yeah. to figure out who Bob was. Yeah, because this whole episode is like Cooper's like, give me twenty four hours before you finish this up because I gotta find out who actually killed yeah. uh, Laura Palmer. Also, it just was obvious that it wasn't Ben Horn. Yeah, uh, to me at least. Yeah. Um, pretty weird that he was sleeping with his lawyer's daughter. All right, should we head to the Double R Diner? Talk about Kenneth Cooper Corner. Please. Yeah. <sighs> no, Audrey. I'll say it. I'll say it one time. I'll say it ten times. That's I'll an instant. That's an instant point loss. That's literally. I like that was in my head. I was like nine. Yeah. Because one one point off. Just no, Audrey. Audrey. The scene with the ring and the freeze frames and the lightning. It's yeah. it's it's incredible. It's incredible. This is one of the mo- I I I consider this show to be one of the most well-told mysteries oh, and yes. well-executed mysteries oh, ever. Oh yeah. I think I could probably say definitively the best mystery. It is my favorite TV show of all time. Yeah. It's 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 it beat Twilight Zone for the number one spot. That's awesome. Really? Let me finish it. Yeah. That's funny. I love Twilight Zone. I'm really liking X Files right now, though, man. I, I know. know I love X Files. So Kenneth Q Cooper Corner. Well. We've mentioned all of them already. The friendship at the beginning with Hawk. Yeah. I mean, that's Hawk mostly the Hawk, man. but like just their relationship. Yeah. The thumbs up. Which uh, we also mentioned. Amazing. Was, yeah, amazing. The wet hair. Ah, uh, looks great at the end. He looks so good. He looks like he's in a Nine Inch, a nine inch Nails uh, music video. Yeah. It's incredible. I'm just kidding. The but Nine Inch Nails. Just that whole part he, where he's holding Leland too. And he's like rubbing his face. He's just like yeah. petting him, making sure he feels. And this is like the monster that he's been chasing this whole time. Yeah, what? right. It's like this is the yeah. monster that he's. This is I like know, it's every wakeless night that he's I mean, had, it, getting shot, and like it all of it. Says a lot about. I mean, about uh, Cooper. He does has a lot of empathy for the guy. He's great. Is that all you got? That's the four that I have written down. Did you have another? Um, I think just I him. Think you nailed it. He's he's in the zone this whole episode. Yeah, everything that he's doing Very is endearing. just awesome because he's just like, yeah, like I think I just love the shot of him. Like it happens in this episode and then two episodes ago when he's watching the giant on the stage. Mm-hmm. It's the same shot where he's looking up and mm-hmm. there's that bright light on his yeah. face. It's just incredible. It's really great because he's so pure. I want to put all of those shots together 
and just yeah. put them on a t-shirt. Or tattoo them onto your or body. tattoo them onto my bum. <laughs> um, Don't look at me like that. So, uh, doubles, <laughs> doubles. We've got Andy's sperm and dick. Did <laughs> you not say that? We got two daddies, two yeah. daddies, two fathers. Wait, so one really being started? evil. So Lucy's trying to find out who the daddy of her baby is. Audrey's trying to figure out who her actual daddy is. I missed, I missed when she said that she gets to choose who gets to act as the father. Is that I what you guys were saying? I think we all zoned out during that part because we don't care about that storyline. No, 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 no. But I, she, I zoned She was out. basically saying, like, I'm going to figure out who the, like, when after the baby's born, I'm going to find out whose actual dad is, but I'm going to d- decide between the That's two of you who up. is. Like, so you wouldn't do it that way. You would just pick Andy. Dick is obviously not a good choice. Like, I don't I, get well, it. Well, I guess it's not messed He up. was a gung-ho, like, they want. sure, I'll care about this kid, but I did want him to die. Yeah. Um, I can't think of other doubles. Question of the week. Uh, do you think that Dick Tremaine is responsible for Leland's death? Because he's the one who made the smoke detector girl. I thought that when that happened that the door was going to unlock. I thought that too. First time and second time we saw it, I for some reason I was like, oh wait, the door unlocks now. Still kind of wish that had happened. It. I think it would have been. If he would have gotten away. No, no, no. If not if he got away, because if they had to hold the door against him while he's ramming into it, yeah. it uh, creates this dramatic tension between the characters. Of like, crap, we can't let him go, but he's like killing himself right now. Yeah. Also, that head wound that Leland has it's when he's bad. laying on the ground, Massive I can't head wound, look Harry. at that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really awful. Um, oh my gosh. There's someone that's telling this story about, we were talking about, there was always a couple of kids at recess when you were a child that were wild, that could not be tamed. And, K- and they were they're ungovernable. Actually, they're actually kids that, not just, you know, every kid once and again will try to climb up the slide, but only a kid who's ungovernable climbs on top of the slide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was another kid that fell off my first time he fell and he busted oh. his head open and continued playing like he was not gonna let it get him down just massive oh my God. head wound and he's just i would have thrown up fainted and peed my pants hilarious i just thought that was awesome oh. so kid's more metal than i'll ever be yeah so i'm gonna spin the wheel That's to hilarious. see who goes first for our next uh next oh that makes a noise first is, that is the wheel spinning sound i'm gonna Brad. i'm gonna go I'm gonna spin them all so we know what order we are before the first person goes. But first person is McKenna. For what? You went first last time too. I did. Okay, I picked McKenna again. Likes me. I think this website (laughs) is just single. Second is me. Third is Brad. Okay. Favorite scene. Remember all of all in all of these categories. You can't draw something that someone else has already drawn. So okay. Favorite scene. But Brad gets to go twice in a row. So. Well. I am going to go with the scene in the is, are they in the roadhouse? Is that where uh, they're at? Yeah. Yeah. So, How can you not pick that one? Yeah. Just with like all the So great. Still frame shots. And yeah, then it's awesome. That whole part is really, really cool. It's incredible. It's just really intense. All of those scenes with Cooper crossing over with like the different spirits and stuff like that in the red room is just like the best of yeah and just like just reliving um 
his dream yeah is really cool and then when when leland she... says or when the waiter says leland your, your favorite gum is going to come back in style i remember brad knight left off our sh- our our seats and i think i ran out of the house yeah. um i mean that's how i felt i didn't think that was ever going to be answered i didn't think that was ever going to tie back no i okay. didn't even think of it when when um leland was like putting that piece of gum in his mouth in his house I, yeah i didn't even think of it and then like once he brought the old the man says the, it yeah. i was yeah. like oh my gosh this is happening yeah it was really cool that freaking a old fart of, i feel like a lot of things tied in together just in that one scene so many different yeah. things tied back. all right uh my favorite scene is probably all right so there's the scene that's obviously awesome which is Last Cooper, scene. yeah, guiding Leland to the light. Yeah. With Leland freaking out and the <laughs> Yes. That's a yes. That's a yes. But I also love the part when Donna and Cooper go to Miss Treeman's mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, what happened? True. And they read that part. I just ah! the fact that, the, that, okay. that diary has been there forever and there's one page that a few would have read. There's and when she's reading it. The camera dollies in and then zooms in on Cooper's eye uh-huh. and yeah. we see his dream again, double exposure, superimposed on the screen, and then it cuts to Donna reading and then it zooms in on her, her mouth. mouth. Yeah. It's so impeccably crap. That's it. I'm sorry. Yeah, That's it. So good. That's so I know good. that the jail scene is amazing and it has so much relevance for the show, mm-hmm. but the way that that scene is shot is yeah. just like, yank my d- Like, it's amazing. Okay. <laughs> yank my, yank my d- Brad. Favorite Train. scene. Um, I thought that you were going to pick one of the Leland scenes because there's well, kind him, of a him break with, him with Donna. Them. Oh, geez, oh, true. <laughs> incredible. <laughs> um, but I'm, I, me out I gotta go episode. with, yeah, uh, just n- not even like the death. Leland's like death, but uh, the first half of it, just like they're kind of breakdown on his down. whole like monologuing and everything, and like. Yeah. It's oh, really gee, great. Golly, I think I did. Yeah. He, oh, his gosh. his acting is insane. It's so Realize is, is it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, also, oh, uh, honorable mention and a cl- like close second is, not a close second, but just a scene I really like is yeah. him talking to the one-armed man, talking to oh, Mike yeah. in the bed, because when he's like, you already have all the clues yes. that you They've need. They've got those great close-ups on each of them, cutting back and forth. I don't know what that means. It's so good. It's really good. And then uh, Doc Hayward's just like. I also I, I'm not even kidding. Actually, I think the one that I'll pick, because I do love that scene. Actually, I don't know. One I really love. I, I can't decide. Their last conversation in the woods with all of them and Major Briggs just like standing yeah. there and just like yeah. that last conversation with these guys after this is all over basically. Yeah. Is really good. I uh, I'm so the thing is with me is that. We, uh, sorry, I sounded like I'm. I would have picked the now. scene that Kenna picked, though. I would have. Oh, that's a, that's the best one. That is the uh, the actual mm-hmm. best one. So the thing about this episode is why it's so great is because it's like, we've had turns where we have to pick a scene. And it's kind of hard because it's like, oh, you took the best one. Yeah. But there's so many great ones in this one. It's kind of like, well, that wasn't that bad. Oh, it was so good. All right, Brad, we're starting with you because you were third, and we're going backwards. Who won the episode? And we can't take. Someone that you've taken. I'm realizing that I should have either on the episode where we see like Bob screaming or on the last episode or on this episode. At some point I have to pick Bob. Oh yeah. And 
but I just I'll give it to yeah Rewise takes the cake on this episode How, he, he's unbeatable he even really? upstages Kyle McLaughlin who is I yeah. would say maybe the best actor on the show I agree oh my gosh we haven't really been able to see Cooper B because even I can tell there's a part at the end where it seems like he's like crying yeah but then he brings it in in the close ups and stuff so it's almost like they were like, no, 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 like don't react. But also, to this. he says, "Well, like, what happened to you in Philadelphia?" And he like it takes a step back. Yeah, but I feel like the direction that Kyle McLaughlin is getting a lot in this is to keep it locked in, like yeah. stay like you know what is going on. And we don't ever really see him step outside of that until like later. Yep. Like in like the return and stuff. Yeah. And in like later episodes, we get to see him like kind of flex those muscles a little bit more. But I agree. This episode exists because of, of Brightwise's depiction of Leland Palmer. All right, Mick, Mick, uh, oh, it's me. Is it? Yeah, because you went first, then yeah, I was second. Sure. Thank you. So, um, so, you said Bob? I'm saying uh, Rewise. That's the right choice. Uh, because you said Rewise, I'm going to say Tim Hunter, the director, because mm-hmm. it's incredible. It's incredible work you did. Great. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Those, every scene is dripping this with tension. This one's got a fingerprint to it that's pretty unique with a lot of like the, Candid the shots. tilts and yeah. stuff. And yeah. It's a lot of Dutch angles, a lot of use of camera movement, a lot of zooms that work really well. I a lot like, of a lot of Dutch. That's hilarious. I like even when it's Norma and her. What mom, did the Dutch have to do with that angle? They used it. Um, <clears throat> even when we're with Norma and her mom and they're talking, they're, the shot on Norma's mom is way above her. The shot on Norma is like way below the counter. Yeah, that's yeah, really so cool. True. It's yeah. really great. I and that. uh. That would that would seem silly, you know. That would not be. It wouldn't be a. It wouldn't be your immediate thought no. to do that, and yeah. that it would work. And there's then a lot of just cool framing too. Really yeah. great framing. Oh my gosh! There's that scene where it's like everything is like really blown out, mm-hmm. where it's just like the foliage and stuff, yeah. and then it just goes oh, straight down. It's a to tilt the, down. Right down to the, the whole letter. thing is a tilt down, and you don't know that you're thinking. You're and just they draw focus. Tone. It's a perfect draw in the oh focus and everything gosh. onto the letter in the bag. It's incredible. It's really great. I love that crap. Yeah. Um. And Leland in the door frame. Leland in the door frame. Answering well, the phone. When mm-hmm. it, Donna's wearing the sunglasses, he has a moment of kind of like, oh, Laura. Yeah. Maddie. Uh, and um, and that scene is just is just incredibly well done. Switching. You think she's going to die. Also, when they show the Did you waiter, think she was going to die? I, I when we first saw it, I was like, well, and it switches to Bob, too. Yeah. When we first watched that, I was like, dude, someone's got to stop this guy. Like, yeah. first yeah. of all, I, I remember thinking like, they wouldn't kill Donna. I know, it's like right away. Like, there's no way they can kill Donna. Yeah. Um, although I guess setting up James loving her would set up heartbreak for him, so that'd be like good writing. I think Dude, they kind of did that to make you think that it could happen. Yeah. Laura say what she whispered when it's been so My long. Killed me. Yeah. Yeah, that was so good. And then it's also that those like bells in the soundtrack, like ding, mm-hmm. ding, ding. If I didn't say Tim Hunter, I would have said Angelo Badalamenti because he. It knocks it out of the park on this episode. Out of yeah. the park. But uh, there's pork. even when the waiter's in the hallway and he says, like, I've heard good things about you, It's there are two shots on him. There's one way far away, perfectly framed on the hallway with him in the middle. And, like and really there's one low, really yeah. low below the milk yeah. on the tray. Yeah. yeah. It's it's uh, it's stupid how good it is. So, yeah, Tim Hunter, incredible work. Cool. Him, Leslie Linka Glatter, and David Lynch, every time they direct, it's just like... Very dynamic oh work. Oh, my gosh. It's, well, it's just filmmaking. It's just yeah. incredible craft. Okay. Really I feel like I would have said Who that. Who won the episode? 
I would have said that, but um, yeah, I took that from you, stole it from you. You stole from me. I did. Uh, I feel like I. We can pick the same person, right? No. No. It's, uh, the rules have changed. Yeah, so that we're not all just agreeing with each other. Yeah. Jerking each other. I mean, you dogs. got you got Cooper Duper. Yeah, I wanted to actually say the one-armed man mm. specifically for that scene because I feel like so good. he was really, really good in that. He brings he it every incredible. time. He, yeah, he, he he's always a just very slays. Element that, like, I mean, I I would have said Leland too. I would have said those two as well, but yeah. I feel like he also adds the spooky element to this. So in show business, nice. if you're on a TV show and your uh, studio or your network wants you to be nominated for an, for an Emmy. They send in a specific episode. You can't be nominated for the whole season. You have to be nominated for an episode so that the people in the committee can watch those episodes and not have to watch like yeah. t- 10 seasons of a show. This is the episode that they sent for Kyle MacLachlan. Really and he got nominated sense. for Best Lead Actor in a Drama Series. They didn't win Best Drama either. It pisses me off. Did Cheryl Lee ever win anything? Nope. She should have been nominated for an Oscar for Firewalk With Me. Okay. She definitely, yeah. What the hell else came out there? Kenna. Rate the episode. 92, great year. 9.5. Because of no Audrey. 9.5 because no Audrey. Yeah. But honestly, this episode has been, like, my favorite of season two, for sure, because I just, like, I mean, it's, like, very bittersweet because I really didn't want Leland to die yet. Yeah. And I didn't want anyone to know he's a killer yet. I didn't want... It's like... uh, I don't know. I just felt... I wonder if ABC was like, you have to finish this before halfway through the season yeah because if not i would have been like okay well we'll just milk the second season into Mm -hmm. the finale being who the killer is i don't know why they had to i'm assuming abc was like you have to do this soon yeah and that's why they did it halfway through the second season yeah and i I don't think i don't think they made a mistake i'm just saying like i didn't expect i didn't expect all that to happen because once like that scene with donna and leland happens I'm like, this is juice. Like, yeah. she's going to go and tell people this. They're maybe not going to believe her. Like, this is yeah. going to go on for a couple episodes. But, like, we didn't get that time. And I think it, like, that's it's good that we didn't it's get wild. that time. It, like, everything just happened. It's because uh, I feel like if they had had it go on further, we would have had a lot more characters like Harold mm-hmm. Smith. Um, characters that, like, knew Laura, that give a little bit of information. They're kind of ambiguous yeah. who have their own selfish intents, mm-hmm. which I would have loved. It's funny. I, I don't know. Maybe I... Maybe I'm just saying that because I just like the show. Yeah. But, like, because at this point, that's exactly what's been happening for, like, the past whatever episodes. We've just been waiting to figure out who killed Laura, and we've been waiting to figure out, like, how they're going to capture him and stuff. Yeah. So I guess it it just makes sense for it to happen now. Well, they kept asking Mark Frost and David Lynch, like, when are you going to reveal the answer to all this stuff? What are you going to do? And they, they just kept saying to them... Are you looking for secrets? So, secrets. Uh, yeah, pretty interesting. Are. No, they but are. I, it's, I only think that because I don't know what's going to happen the rest of the show, but there's just so much more than just, like, figuring out who killed her and moving on. There's more. Than yeah. That. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm really, really um, scared. So, I give it a 10. This is so crazy. I know that my favorite character, Audrey, wasn't in it, but I give it a 10. Well, I'm just too scared to give things 10s, but... I've given, I've given like four episodes. Actress of in a leading role, which is what she would have been. Emma Thompson won for Howard's End. Yeah. Never seen. Never heard of it. It's actually pretty good. I'm sure it is. Brad, what would you rate this? Passion Fish. Endocrine. Love Field. I've seen Lorenzo's Oil. You have too? Yeah. yeah. 
Mark watched uh, it in school. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, because that's when everyone Nick watches. Nick Nolte. You know that's George Miller, right? Director of Mad Max. Really? Uh huh. Interesting. More interesting. No mention of Cheryl. Yeah, I know. Rare Wise should have been nominated too, but I mean, Ken hasn't seen the movie yet, so. Brad Brad Tomei won for my cousin Penny. Oh, fetch. That's awesome. What do you rate the episode? Which I only know because of Why'd you have me go first for Uh, the rating? Because we go this way, and we had to go back that way, and then we run back this way. Oh, well, I thought you were going to go first. I I rated it. This episode rules. It's a 10. It's one of the best. It's awesome. Fanboy Central over here. It's great. When I saw it the first time, it made me crap my trousers. I loved it. Yeah. But immediately afterwards, I was depressed because I thought... What, what are they going to do gonna next? Do and it's like, oh, oh, nothing. Oh, they're going to do. Oh, next. nothing for seven episodes. Okay, that's cool. why starting next week, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be covering two <laughs> episodes. <laughs> <of podcasts>. <laughs> so <laughs> we have to watch two episodes back to back, which actually won't be that bad because these episodes go by pretty quickly. Watch two episodes back to back. We'll lightning fast cover everything, and then I'm going to have some new segments where we're going to go over a lot we're of gonna different stuff. snacks. We're going to be getting drunk. It's going to be, we're, we're going to be, be real wild. We're going to be smoking weed. Yeah. We're going to be. We're going to be dick tremaining it up all dick over here. Dick it up in this. So, uh, yeah. Which means getting women pregnant and not being sure. Now, if you've watched this show before, listeners, you know that this is the end of an era, but we have so much more ahead of us. There is much so more. So, we are lamenting the fact that we now know who the killer is. There is some gold in these episodes. Well, there's gold in the the second season. Comedy gold, mostly. Mostly. Um, Why'd you do it? (laughs) And so, but it's going to be really great to go through the second season, but then we have Firewalk with me in the return, which is like golden. Perfect. It's the best stuff. It's going to be amazing. I don't understand how you guys are able to keep so many secrets from me. Oh, are you... you know are you looking for secrets? And I don't know anything. Are you looking for secrets? I'm just, like, Can now that I know the killers, I'm like, Can't how where that came you from? not, like, somehow reveal it to me? That's good. I'm glad that you didn't find out either. I'm glad, too. Ladies and gentlemen, we thank you so far for joining, this, joining us this far. Um, thank you. Contact us on Instagram or Gmail, 3 fish and a percolator podcast at gmail.com. Or at Three Fish and a Percolator on Instagram, where you can fax us. Where you can, yeah, or you can fax us. You can DM us. Fax us, press the star key. Um. <laughs> oh my gosh. So okay. Today I had to clean the roof of a Sonic, and there was an old satellite dish up there, and it was really heavy, and I lifted it over my head, and when I threw it, I was like, I hate Christmas. Threw <laughs> <laughs> it. It was awesome. Thank you guys for joining us, and we'll catch Christmas. you next week. <laughs> See trees of green, red roses too. I see them blue for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue. Clouds of white, the bright blessed day, the dark sacred night, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. 
the colors of the rainbow so pretty in the sky are also on the faces of people going by i see friends shaking hands saying how do you do they're really saying i love you i hear babies cry i watch them grow they learn much more than i never knew and i think to myself What a wonderful world Yes, I think to myself What a wonderful world